Welcome to Lift Your Legacy. My name is Jacob Rupp, father, husband, and rabbi. And each week, we bring you an inspiring person or message to help you unlock your inner potential and create change that will impact the future. Thank you for listening, and let's get to it. Actually, a particularly exciting uh, interview for me because we had on Rachel Lazar, who is the founder of Nashe Magazine, which is a cutting-edge Jewish women's publication that deals with some of the more difficult issues, the real issues um, in life. And what Rachel found was as she started, she's a writer, and as she started writing about more personal things, uh, raw topics, there really wasn't a forum for her. So with her husband's, uh, uh, not advice, her husband's suggestion, she just created the forum. And it's been growing by leaps and bounds in the year that it's been around. Um, this resonates with me because I feel like nothing is more important than creating a community around honesty, around vulnerability, uh, in, in this case for women, but I think for men as well. And it's just such an important skill set, not only for us and for our own well-being and mindset, but also for the community and where our children are and how our children are going to relate to issues in life and in their own struggles, et cetera. Um, and, and I think it's also an amazing time to get good at that and to appreciate the fact that your ups and downs are part of your life and how do you actually start to make changes in your life and how do you get better? Um, with that being said, I would love this dovetails beautifully. I do coaching. If anyone would like to have a coaching call, be it health, be it fitness, be it overall work, success, relationships, please don't hesitate to reach out to me. 30 minutes for free, no obligation. Let's try to make your life better. And with no further ado, I am thrilled to bring the very cutting edge, um, well-spoken, focused, entrepreneurially minded founder of Nashi Magazine, Rachel Okay, Rachel, thank you so much for joining me today on Lift Your Legacy. Please tell me a little bit about how you launched your magazine and your unique philosophy with what it brings to the table. Okay, so um, I am a writer. Um, I haven't been writing for many years, actually, because I've also been raising my family. So uh, about a year and a half ago, I started writing again. Um, and I was really, really writing like personal stories, things about um, some issues that I had gone through, um, some really like life experiences. And I noticed that within the Jewish religious publications, um, it was very hard to find a place that you could release these topics. Um, a lot of stuff is censored or completely left out. Um, and I was really looking for a place to, to connect with other people and to kind of um, give support in a lot of different kinds of issues. And I, I was really having a hard time finding a place to do that. Um, so my husband, he has a big entrepreneurial spirit. He's like, start your own magazine. Um, so I was actually like six weeks before I was due with my daughter. So I was, <laughs> I laughed at him at first because I'm like, there's no way I can do anything like major like that. I'm about to have a baby. But I sent out some feelers just to see if, you know, is this something people would be interested, interested in, like a women's magazine within the from community. And so many people 
just can't, got back to me with like a lot of really good encouragement and just like, go for it. This is something that would be amazing. I'd love to share my story. People already started to write in like their, you know, all kinds of experiences. I, I think it was just such a lacking um, that I just, I just decided to go for it. And obviously it took a few extra months for having a baby, but um, yeah, I mean, that's, we just started. So we like last May, so it's almost been a year. So. It's amazing. And, wh and what's the response been and how, is you, how have you been able to get your message in the magazine out there? Um, the response has been overwhelming. It's grown so fast. I, I kind of, <laughs> I don't think I realized I was starting a business here. I'm like, yes, I'm starting a magazine. And now I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm running like a full-time business and I'm trying to manage, I, I homeschool my children also. So I'm like running two full-time jobs. Um, so it's definitely taken off faster than I expected, but it just shows that there really, there really was a lacking. There really is a need for this. Um, so it's been great. It's just been amazing. I'm getting... I mean, people are writing into me every month and I'm helping them um, express their voices in a, in a platform that they didn't have before. So I've really been hard at work. <laughs> Amazing. So, you know, actually the truth is that the podcast for me was a lot of ways how I also recognize that, um, you know, that, that there is a general, I don't know what you want to call it, that, that we have to present a certain level of sterility when it comes to the stories that we tell and the problems that we have and the challenge that we face. And that leaves, I would assume, or at least I feel, a lot of people feeling like their problems are actually much worse or much more personal or, you know, there's something specifically wrong with them and they don't have that voice. So perhaps tell me a little bit about what topics you think are the most left out and what we need to be talking about and how do you do that in a constructive positive way because on the other hand you know you don't want to be the the negative nancy so to speak of the of the jewish world but you do want to talk about something that someone's actually dealing with right so i mean i personally have been through a lot of different kinds of issues i've had medical things with my children i've been through a lot of family issues there's a lot of things that i went through and i felt very alone going through them because there are things that people don't talk about it's not I think because it's not put in the, it's not spoken about very mainstream. Um, people think you're right, that the issues are worse than they are. This, this isn't a normal thing. You know, if you're going through something in your marriage, you think you're the only one. You don't realize like a lot of people within the first, I don't a seriously, Shana Rishon is like 10 years these days. <laughs> the first, you know, there's so many things that can come up and you think, oh my gosh, I'm the only one going through this. I can't talk to anybody about this. They'll think I'm crazy. I'm so embarrassed. It's shameful, really. Where, where, did, you, where did you grow up? And did you grow up observant your whole life? I actually didn't. Okay. <laughs> I in Harrisburg, Pennsylvania. Okay. Uh, I actually became religious in middle, well, a little bit before middle school by myself. Um, I mean, that's a struggle I went through by myself. Also, my family, uh, they're religious now also, but they struggled against it as I was becoming religious. And I had to work with my way through that. And, and you know, middle school is a hard time in general. <laughs> um, I think a lot of kids are just finding themselves, figuring out who they are. So I had that on top of becoming religious. And I mean, I was bullied a lot and I had to kind of work my way through all those things also. So, I mean, there's been a lot of a lot of things that I've kind of, <laughs> I like to push ahead and, and, and kind of struggle on my own. Um, but I feel like a lot of these things don't need to be done 
on not just my own, but as a lot of people go through these things. And I, I think that one of the major reasons I started this was really so that people can connect with other people and, and feel like they're not alone. These struggles are normal. Obviously becoming religious is something, you know, all Bali Chuba have to, whatever point in their life they go through it, they have to be like, Hey, this struggle is normal. This is what we go through. We're fighting the tide here. Well, I think that, I think that a lot of people don't do that because it shows them to be quote at risk or, you know, there's, I mean, there's just like, there's so much pressure in terms of, you know, are your kids going to get married? Do you, you know, do people think you have, you know, major hashkafic issues? So I don't think people are talking and, and I, you know, I, I don't know who has it worse off. I'm, you know, on the, on the men's side a lot dealing with not only you know, all of the normal issues, but also, I guess, the societal understanding that men aren't supposed to, you know, freak out and break down or, you know, just there's a, it's such a problem because you don't see, unless your family was, again, and it could be this is a Balchuva challenge, unless your family was from, you never really saw how a from family like struggles, I guess you can say from the yeah. inside. Does that make yeah. sense? Yeah. And I, and I think that it's, in the outside world, especially with social media, a lot of people are talking about a lot of things, probably too much. Like they're a little too open. But like I feel like, the, especially in the past generations, a lot of stuff was like, hush, hush, push it under the carpet. The from community can deal with our own problems. Let's not discuss these things. And I think because of that, a lot of people just didn't acknowledge that they were struggling. And a lot of people have been suffering quietly. And, I, and in this generation, I don't think that's acceptable anymore. I think that people need that connection with others. They don't I mean, with all the mental health breakdowns that we're having, and I mean, everyone's really struggling. I think that that connection and that community support is really what people need to be able to realize, hey, this is a, a version of normal. And I don't need to look at myself in this shameful way. I, I can, you know, get past this and, and become a healthy, emotionally stable person with the support of others. And I feel like this magazine has definitely given that voice to people. And I, you were saying before about the negative Nancy thing, I really encourage the writers to tell their story stories fully. And I don't even say like, Hey, let's put a positive spin on this at the end, but almost every single one, not almost, they all, every single one of them at the end, they draw a lesson from it and they, they show how they they're overcoming or they have overcome these struggles. And it's really, I mean, they want to reach out to us. They want to be like, hey, I've been there. And it's not even like something I had to tell them, like, this is our goal here. It's just a natural thing. When you've been through something, you want to help others. And I think that the stories, that's reflected. They don't come out as, oh, this is something that I'm dealing with. I mean, we've done all kinds of, you know, mental health, like depression. I've had a story on addiction, living with somebody who's, in a, who's a, an, a drug addict. And I mean, even her, like she's, you know, it's been years since she's, like been in the active struggle but even, i mean there are things that don't recover from these kind of things and she's still very positive it, that one came out anonymously but even still like it's just she wanted others to learn from it so they all come out as a more positive look we can get past this these are normal struggles these are things that you know we can support each other on so I don't think any of them come off as negative. I don't think like we're telling all these stories to be like, look at all the horrible things that are happening in the world. It's more like, yes, these are struggles we go through, but we come out of them and we're stronger and our, you know, we are, we are beautiful because we've overcome these struggles or because we're even still struggling. You know, this is who we are and this makes us a person who is strong and who is going through life. So how, how does a person, I guess on a personal level, 
a, a couple of things. First of all, when do you start talking? Because as you mentioned, and I, I have a couple examples in my own life where, you know, it, it's always easy to talk about the process when you've gotten through it. And when you're like a hot mess and you're, you know, you're still like doing the ugly cry, um, maybe that's not the best time to write about it. On the flip side, that's usually when you're the most helpful to other people. So really? how did you cultivate that voice for yourself? And how do you tell other people how to do that? Uh, it's true. A lot of people are not necessarily willing to share as they're going through it. And I think that, I mean, that makes sense. I really just think it has to do with shame. Um, I personally, I'm trying myself to overcome my self-conscious, you know, confidence issues and speaking out to people. I mean, even on social media, like it's easy for me to take pen to paper and write about things and I can edit and censor my own words in a way that, you know, sounds very put together. But I myself, like this magazine has helped me overcome a lot of those struggles as well. Like where I'm open to being like, listen, I don't have my life together either. That's why this is working because we're all struggling together. Um, I'm trying to do that as well because I think that you're right. Like a lot of people after the fact, they'll write about it and be like, hey, this is what I went through. Here's how I got through it. And not many people are very open to being like, I'm struggling right now and I need your help right now. But I think that especially with social media, a lot of people are trying to connect in a way that like, no, I am struggling right now. Here's what I need for you from you today. Um, reach out to me, give me some positive like vibes over here. Send me some cute pictures of cats. I don't know. <laughs> Anything to keep me um, in a good state of mind. And I think that 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 being real, I think that that is really what connects people because nobody wants, you know, somebody to get up there and be like, look, I've got my life together. You can't connect with that person. Um, so, I mean, it's really helped me come out of my shell too, because I'm very good at hiding behind a screen, hiding behind, <laughs> hiding behind my computer, like typing what I need to going over my emails a million times. And I, I'm really trying to show my face. I mean, I, I started the magazine. I didn't have to like, my face wasn't anywhere. And I realized as I'm, you know, getting out there more and branding and there, everyone's like, who is this Nusher magazine? Is this like a whole team of people? Who is this person? Um, I'm like, I have to put my face out there. And it's, it's, that's hard for me also as a person who also, because of a lot of things that I went through confidence issues myself and like discussing these things and being like, you know, I'm struggling to run the magazine and raise my children and where's my work-life balance. And these are issues that I've started talking about also because yeah, I'm a real person too. And if I can't be real with my, with my readers <laughs> and with my writers, then, you know, I'm kind of contradicting myself here. So, I mean, it's, it's been a learning experience for me also. I'm growing as the magazine grows as well. And I think that that's really the point here, like to, to grow and to strive to, get through these challenges. I mean, that's really what this whole magazine is about. That's beautiful. One thing that I, I kind of want to call attention to or to ask how you navigate, you know, the, the, the quote unquote Haredi world, uh, the yeshiva world, the publications, you know, the whole thing. And, and you're very clear about it on, on your Instagram that, you know, we show, we show women's faces. Um, you know, the, I, I think that, that that's both, like probably true, but also like symbolic of a, of a certain of a certain hashdafa. What's what's interesting is how do you walk that line between being genuine 
and true to yourself and saying that there's nothing wrong or compromising about showing women's faces or, you know, women's, like just kind of doing it your own way while at the same time keeping yourself in as, quote, like right wing of a camp as you want to be. Like, how do you find that you fit and you try to fit, but at the same time, you fundamentally disagree with like very basic premises of how that movement promotes itself. Does that make sense? Yeah, I hear what you're saying. The truth of the matter is you're assuming that not seeing women's faces is the halacha. <laughs> I mean, it's really, it's not. No, that's, what, that's exactly what I'm saying. I'm saying that, that I think that that's such a, that's such a profoundly um, compelling and, and, and kind of like holds you back so many people because, yeah, some of this stuff is not halacha, but it's just like, well, this is what the people are doing nowadays. And we're like, well, actually, that's not what the halacha is. We don't want to do that. But how do you take a contrary stance, specifically not halacha, when it's, when it's something just kind of culturally accepted? It's, but it's culturally new, though. That's the truth. It's just evolved over the last few years. Like, right. if you go back to newspapers and to magazines and to books from the last you know, like just pick up something from 10 years ago. There's, there's women's faces in there. And, you know, I make sure that what goes into my magazine, everybody's sneeze. And like, it's actually a lot of work to make sure that, you know, even just pictures for the articles, a lot of that's not our photos right now because nice. I'm still growing. I have to go find a photo where the woman who is not one of my models is completely sneeze. And like, I think that that's very important. All of our models, everything we are, setting examples for the children that are coming out that are you know growing up now the the girls need role models sneeze role models someone to look to to so a religious figure that women are not they're not a, they're not a race they're not gone they are here and they can there's someone to look up to if they have no faces no women to see they think that that's it you got to a certain point and you're completely erased and then the only women that they are seeing are you know, the outside sources of women who are completely unsneeze. And this is, these are the only women that exist is that that's how like life is either you're erased or, you know, you're on a completely different path. So I think that showing the women's faces in a very sneeze way, this is who we are. No, there are role models to look up to is so important for the next generation. And if we completely get rid of that, that aspect of it, then there's really nobody to guide the girls. There's nobody to say, like, look, this is a path you can take. How are they to find themselves? They just think that, okay, you know, there's a certain point where we just disappear. So it is walking a fine line, but I, I think it's an important stance to take. I think that it needs to be out there because I, I feel like doing a lot of hard work to make sure that we stay in the media. And, yes, there are people who will not you know, ever look at Nashi Magazine and if we, I mean, I've been working to see if we can eventually go to print, but it's very complicated because let's say even we got subscriptions, we have a problem with distribution because my magazine would not necessarily be in a mainstream supermarket. You can't look at it at the cashier and be like, oh my gosh, a woman. <laughs> I mean, it's true. That's, it's a problem. And, and I think that that's really keeping a lot of the Jewish women's magazines from going to print because distribution is a really big problem. Um, because you're, you're right, there's a lot of people who will not ever pick it up, and I, it will be very difficult to get it into certain places. Does it scare you? I, 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 I'm only asking because I, I think it's, I, yeah, whatever, I, I don't have to tell you why I'm going to ask. I, 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 I guess I, I, I struggle with this myself. It, does it scare you to put yourself out there 
and to remain authentic to you when it seems to be so different from how kind of everyone else is. Does that make sense? Yeah. Um, I, I'll be honest. It's when I started the magazine, I wasn't um, trying to make a statement like women's faces all over the place. That, that wasn't really my goal. It was really the voices. I mean, that's, I started it because of voices. I wanted, I wanted people to be able to talk. Um, I guess that's a stance right there. <laughs> but, right. As far but I'm saying even that, even that. So, I mean, I think that the feedback I've been getting, it's just so needed. I, I don't, I haven't really gotten so much bad feedback on that issue. I, I, I the only thing that I've really encountered um, one time, literally just the one time was somebody who was from a previous generation. I asked them to write something for the Torah tidbits column, which is just really, it's for Torah to inspire, um, women. And it's, it's just the one per month. And I, she looked at the magazine and we were in the early stages. I think it was like the second issue. And she, um, she told me that she can't be associated with the magazine. So I figured, oh my gosh, it's the topics we're discussing. And I wasn't ready to back down. I'm like, no, I really stand behind this stuff that needs to be discussed, but it's not even why she, she had a problem. She actually had a problem. She told me it's because it's too raw. The emotion is too much. And I think it's just too overwhelming for her. It, the fact that it, it touched a chord within her was like, she didn't want to be, <laughs> she didn't want that, that rawness and that realness to be out there and she, she couldn't do it. So I actually found that very interesting. It is interesting. Um, where, where do you think it, where do you think it comes from? I mean, I, again, I think the previous generations, like it's a lot of like hush, hush, push it under the carpet. We'll just muddle through it. We don't talk about it. It's just not something that we bring out to the light. Um, and I think that it was a little scary for her that the world is changing. <laughs> is it, so, yeah, I, I mean, I noticed that, and also be just because there's this tremendous ability now to compare, it's like Pandora's box has basically been opened and you can get any information you want anywhere. And I, and I don't think it, we so often, we so often like think about, it's about the kids and like, you know, we have to, you know, the kids, we have to you know protect them. But I think also for us in a lot of ways, like, all this stuff's out there and you can't avoid being out there. And I, in, in my, in my mind, it's like, you can either try to get it from a, from a Jewish source or you just right. go to a non-Jewish source. And even if the Jewish source, like, again, it's like, we're, we're not in a small village where there's like kind of one community standard. It's like, we're all in our own world and we can all keep the world very private. And that's also very dangerous because again, if you're, if you're, looking at this and not that or studying this and not, and not something else and you're doing it all on yourself and it's not out there. It's like, you can come up with something that you almost create like a, like a dichotomy or, a, or, or like a schism between your public face and who you really are. Yeah. But I think the world nowadays is so connected. It's impossible to even completely shelter your family. Even, you know, people who have no internet in their house and no anything else. Like I, I feel like even just walking out on the streets, it's impossible to completely shelter your family. It's just the world is just too connected these days. And you're right. If you're not getting it from a Jewish source or from a, a place with a proper hashkafa, you're going to get it elsewhere. And, you know, it's funny. We have um, an article coming out. My, the, the Pesach issue is being launched tomorrow. And it's um, by Rebecca Shapiro. And she discusses talking to your children about uncomfortable topics. I think this is very apropos to this conversation. And, I mean, she really discusses you know, talking to your kids about those topics, which they could really get elsewhere. 
And I think that that really is what it's all about. It's not just the kids. It's also about us. If we're not discussing these topics within our community, with each other, with our families, there are so many other ways to get access to it. And that's really the problem here because if there's this disconnect between what we're discussing and what's out there in the, in the rest of the world, then we're getting exposed to things that are not necessarily the proper way of looking at it, um, which really means that these topics need to be <laughs> discussed in a way that we really can relate to and is at whatever level we're holding right now. Okay, so there's 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 a lot there's a lot to, to go on. A few more a few more questions. How do you find your authors, and how do you, you know, like you mentioned, you're you're now like running this business while you know raising your kids at home and and, and homeschooling and everything like that. So, what's your process? How do you find the right kinds of people, and how do you go forward into this entrepreneurial journey of yours without, you know, I guess knowing where you're going. <laughs> Um, okay. So writers has been, so I'll, I'll be honest. I, the writing, the editing, the reaching out and connecting to other authors, like to me, that's the funnest part. Um, a lot of people come to me with their stories because they see, oh, this is a great platform for me to share my voice. Um, and I work with them to turn it into a piece that is, um, I don't want to say more professional, but like a way that readers can relate to it. And it's, it's more, uh, written word as opposed to speaking. Um, and then a lot of writers I've reached out to because I see that they're um, people who have a good handle on the community on, let's say, parenting issues or hashkafa or journeys that they've, um, that they've seen within the Jewish community. And I see that they could have a very big impact on the readers. So it's really, it's both. I really have connected with a lot of really amazing, inspiring people. Um, in both ways, they've come to me and I've gone to them. So for me, and at this point, there's so many people who just support the magazine and the, the um, goals that, that I really have in creating this, that they have, they're just like, they're people that send me contributions every month consistently. And I adore them because they're amazing writers and I'm so thankful for their time. Um, so I, I've got that also. I've got like a, <laughs> I've got a few folders of people who sent me like 30 things at a time. <laughs> so it's, it's terrific. Amazing. Um, as far as the business side of it, um, that's going slower because I am one person. <laughs> so um, to be working with the writers all the time and editing and setting up the formatting and it's comes out, we come out usually once a month except for Pesach and the high holidays. So it's a lot of work. Um, and the business side of things, it's obviously a whole other job. Um, so that is just going slower per, just because I, I really just don't have all the time in the world. Um, advertisers are, you know, slower. I have to make a lot of phone calls. I have to show them exactly. We have a lot of readers. We're up to 11,000 readers per issue at this point. That's amazing. It's great. I mean, I told you we've grown so fast. <laughs> I'm like so thrilled. Um, but it still requires reaching out to people to help sponsor and to, you know, to advertise. It, it's a lot of extra work. So that is going slower. I'm hoping that, you know, at some point that that side of it will take off also. Um, but it's definitely a lot, a lot to manage. I, I, again, I saw I didn't really realize I was starting a whole business here. I'm like, oh, magazine. So it's it's shaping into a business as I'm going. How about that? <laughs> Amazing. That's very exciting. And, and before we got started on the, uh, on, the, on the other stuff, you mentioned that you are launching a product. You have a dress, something that came out? Yes. 
So um, I joined with Mika Fashion, and she has also just put out a line called the Kintsugi Dress line. And Kintsugi is a Japanese, um, I'm going to say an art form, but it really started before that, where they would take expensive um, pieces of like pottery and break it on the ground and glue it back together with gold or silver to make the cracks stand out more to make to show that this is even more precious than it was before it was broken um to wear and so we made the dress to like wear our scars proudly basically that the cracks are what make us more beautiful so i love her concept i loved her message and i thought that it would be an amazing partnership so she designed um a dress for us with our colors with the nesham colors the black dress with pink cracks so we're like showing our, our Nushim scars. <laughs> um, and yeah, so we, she made a limited edition dress for us and we only have a hundred. So that's we are exciting. and it's ready for shipping. Amazing. Okay, great. Rachel, thank you so much for your time. How do people find out more about you, the magazine, et cetera? So they can go to nushimmagazine.com. Um, it's two M's in the middle and we're on Instagram, Facebook. Um, yeah, I love feedback. I love, I love to hear from everyone. So. Amazing. Thank you so much. Thanks. There you have it, folks. Another inspiring episode. If you enjoyed this, I ask you to please share this with your friends and to like us over on Rabbi Rupp through Facebook or on YouTube. And the more that we're able to get these important messages out, the more that we can really make an impact in the world. So I encourage you, please, to stay tuned. Uh, We have a ton of amazing speakers coming up and also to tell your friends about it. Thank you very much.